Our scripture text this morning is from Psalm 118. I'll be reading verses 1 and 2, and then we're going to skip to verse 19 through the end of the psalm. And I invite you to follow along on the screens or in your Bibles today as we read this song of victory, song of celebration. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, His steadfast love endures forever. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It's marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We will bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God and he has given us light. Bind the festal procession with branches up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And now, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts together Be acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. There's a thing in sports called a walk-up song. Yeah. It is a song that's chosen by an athlete to be played when he or she enters onto the field or the court. And it's a big deal. A big deal. Um, It's meant to do three things primarily. One, it is meant to energize the crowd as the athlete makes his or her grand entrance into the game. It is meant to energize and pump up the athlete so they have the best game of their life. And it's also meant to intimidate the opposing team, to be scared of this athlete that's entered the game. That's a really tall order for one song. Though the walk-up song can actually be traced back to 1972, with Yankees reliever Sparky Lee entering the mound to pomp and circumstance, it really didn't take off until the 90s when players began to choose their own songs. And while rock and rap are like the popular genres for walk-up song, even as of late, there's been songs that have been chosen more for a laugh than a flex by an athlete. Now, I'll be honest, I thought about playing a walk-up song when I came up today. I mean, I'm ordained and all now, and... I think I saw that in the fine print. Oh, thank you. Wow, I think that's a softball term for a low pitch on that or something. Okay, yeah. And so I got to thinking, well, what would a walk-up song be for a pastor? I mean, any song I come up with, the praise band could totally do. I have no doubt. So I thought about, well, maybe Journey's uh, Don't Stop Believing. That'd be good for a pastor. Or Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer. That would be a good one as well. And I wonder about you, what would be your walk-up song if you could choose one walk-up song to play every time you entered into the office or to your home or into the school hallways? And because I know some of you really well, I lost half of you right now. 
going, what would be my walk-up song? So I'm going to ask you just to table that for a lunch discussion, okay? You can come back to that one. The church has certain type of walk-up songs, too, for special seasons. I mean, Easter always brings us, because he lives, or up from the grave he arose. I love that one. And funerals often bring us amazing grace renditions, maybe from a church choir or a second cousin who you owe something to, maybe. Maybe a Carrie uh, Underwood uh, version or the king of rock and roll, Elvis. And is it even Christmas Eve at First Baptist Church if we do not sing the Hallelujah Chorus? These songs all serve to energize a crowd, to remind worshipers and those that are gathered of the significance of the moment at hand. And perhaps we can think about our chosen walk-up songs as somewhat songs of defiance. A song to defy for an athlete the negative thoughts that are in their mind or spirits as they come into the game. Maybe a song to challenge us about what others we think what others say or think about us. Or maybe it's a song just to remind us whose we are, what hope we have, and what our future is despite our current circumstances and trials. What song do you sing when things seem dark and uncertain? When all around us threatens hope, what will be our song of defiance? When life leads us toward death, of something or someone, what song shall we sing to remind us that death does not have the last word? Psalm 118 is one of these songs. It's one of the six known as the Egyptian Hallel praise songs. Hallel like in the word hallelujah. And these six psalms from Psalm 113 to Psalm 118 recount and they celebrate God's saving action in the exodus from Egypt. And it's still read as part of the Jewish Passover celebration today. Psalm 118 is a song of celebration for a community that survived a very dangerous crisis. And God, the faithful deliverer, is honored and praised. Now in the portion we read today, which is the last half of the psalm, the celebrant stands at the gates of the temple and accompanied, they're accompanied by this gathering of worshipers as well. And there he gives testimony of his escape or deliverance. And after a ritual of admission into the temple, he enters with the worshipers into the gates and gives thanks to the Lord with this liturgy of praise and worship that has speaking parts for leaders and for the congregation. There's a physical movement from outside the gate in the temple into the temple and then all the way up to the altar. And there the people express their faith that because God has been faithful to them in the past, God will be faithful to them in the future. Psalm 118 is a type of psalm that's known as an antiphonal psalm or a repetition or response psalm. There are responses, there are repetitions, all intended to create a song for a group of people, the faithful, that they could memorize and that they could participate in together when they came to worship. For thousands of years, those who have come before us have sung these very songs, these very songs of defiance, a song that declares that with the Lord on our side to help, what and who should mortals fear? 
It's a song that says that although we're pressed on all sides by our enemies, the Lord is our strength and our salvation. A song that proclaims that the one who, the, who was rejected, God makes the very cornerstone of God's salvation plan. And because of this, we can rejoice. When we sing Psalm 118, we join with the voice of our faith ancestors in saying, God's steadfast love endures forever. All four of the Gospels and several of the New Testament letters quote Psalm 118. Verse 26 from Psalm 118 says, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. And that became the liturgy of Palm Sunday, the verse that the crowd said aloud as Jesus entered Jerusalem triumphantly. And then one that we still on this very day, Palm Sunday today, shout as we proclaim the arrival of the King. And in Matthew chapter 26, verse 30, it tells us that after sharing the Lord's Supper together, the night before Jesus' crucifixion and death, that it, Jesus and his disciples sung the hymn and then went out to the Mount of Olives. Now, most likely, they were, as we know, celebrating the Passover meal. And so most likely, even though parts of it were new with this new promise of Jesus, they sung the traditional Passover hymns, which included Psalm 113 through 118 that very night. See, the Israelites had sung these promises for centuries, and now the disciples were singing these very psalms together with the Lord himself one last time before the great act of love that would bring so many of this, this uh, song uh, to reality. Pastor Matt Dabb invites us to imagine a few things as Jesus um, maybe continued to sing these psalms through the next few days. Imagine Jesus in his heart and mind holding the events about to unfold as he defiantly sings this victory song. Imagine Jesus saying, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever as Judas walks to the high priest. Imagine Jesus singing, Out of my distress I called on the Lord as he walks to the garden where he will cry out to God for a cup that will not pass from him. Imagine him singing, with the Lord at my side, I do not fear. What can mortals do to me? Seeing the soldiers arrest him and bind him and beat him. Imagine Jesus saying, God is on my side to help me. I shall look in triumph on those who hate me as Jesus pictures the trial. Imagine Jesus singing, it is better to take refuge in God than to put confidence in mortals, knowing his disciples will betray him. And imagine Jesus singing the words of verse 12 from Psalm 118. All nations surround me on every side, like bees they blaze like a fire of thorns. As the soldiers mistreated and abused him, and placed a crown of thorns upon his head. Will we sing the songs of victory with Jesus when walking difficult roads? When life leads us toward death of something or idea or dream or person, what song shall we sing to remind us that death does not have the last word? 
Will we sing the songs of defiance over despair because we remember God's steadfast love for us? And will these songs be our praise songs, both individually and as a faith community, as we trust God with our today and all of our tomorrows because of God's faithfulness in the past? On September 2nd, 1957, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. visited Highlander Folk School in Tennessee. And part of that school's mission was to help train up and prepare civil rights workers to challenge the unjust laws and racist policies that discriminated against African Americans. And the school also made a point of bringing together blacks and whites to discuss and to learn from one another during a very dangerous time. At a time when there were southern laws that kept blacks and whites segregated or separated, it was very difficult and dangerous for them to gather together, and they met with a lot of violence. Dr. King delivered the main speech that day, and it was honoring the school's 25th anniversary. And as part of the meeting, folk singer Pete Seeger got up with his banjo, and he plucked out a song that he had learned there at Highlander, and he adapted it some, and he sang it with the audience, inviting them to sing along. And later that day, Dr. King found himself humming that song, and he said to his companions in the car, there's something haunting about that song. The song was, We Shall Overcome. Informed from various tunes and lyrics over many years, the song became the anthem of the civil rights movement of the 50s and the 60s. It offered courage and comfort and hope as protesters uh, stood up and confronted prejudice and hate in that battle for equal rights for all. The song spread rapidly in the civil rights movement and as it gained momentum, protesters sang it as they marched together arm in arm, as they were attacked by police dogs and by fire hoses, and as they went and fought for voting rights. And the pictures that were shared in the newspaper and on TV of all those things while they were singing this song moved and stirred a country and a world. And We Shall Overcome and other protest songs provided the soundtrack for the civil rights movement. And over the years, We Shall Overcome has made the leap overseas. And it's become a protest song among freedom movements all over the world. It's been sung by protesters in China and Northern Ireland and Lebanon and South Korea and parts of Eastern Europe. In India, it's known as Hum Hunki Kamyab and nearly every school child can sing it. We shall overcome. We shall overcome. We shall overcome. Oh, deep in my heart, I do believe we shall overcome someday. The Lord will see us through someday. We're on to victory someday. We are not afraid today. The truth shall make us free someday. We shall live in peace someday. Oh, deep in my heart, I do believe we shall live in peace someday. The power of a song, a song of defiance, a song of victory, a song of spring. Will we sing the songs of victory with Jesus while we walk difficult roads in life. When life leads us to death 
of something, some dream, some idea, or some person, will we sing to ourselves a song that reminds us that death does not have the final word? Will we sing the songs of defiance over despair because we remember and proclaim God's steadfast love for us? And will these songs be our songs of praise, First Baptist? As we trust God with our today and all of our tomorrows, as we remember God's faithfulness to this congregation in the past. Psalm 118 is a responsive psalm. It's a song for us to sing together. It begins and ends with the same truth. God's steadfast love endures forever. And today this is your response. And as I remind us of things that sometimes threaten our hope, I invite you to respond aloud and in unison today, like you mean it, with our song of defiance, God's steadfast love endures forever. Let's practice it together once. God's steadfast love endures forever. Though we have known suffering and pain, though life has not always turned out as we had hoped, we will stand here and say, God's steadfast love endures forever. Though life isn't always easy, the mystery of faith deepens, and we don't always understand what God is doing. We will say, God's steadfast love endures forever. Though many, many things feel broken, relationships, dreams, homes, and even our bodies, we will say, steadfast love endures forever. Though the pain of the world often seems more that we can bear and address, and it feels like things are falling apart and we are not enough, we will stand firm in our faith and say, God's steadfast love endures forever. As we welcome King Jesus on this Palm Sunday with exclamations of Hosanna, blessed be the one who comes in the name of the Lord, let us proclaim together, God's steadfast love endures forever. And as we gather this Monday, Thursday in the upper room with Jesus and the disciples, let us sing together with them, God's steadfast love endures forever. And when we gather at the foot of the cross where Christ and love and anguish says, it is finished. Let us declare, God's steadfast love endures forever. And when the sun rises come Easter morning and the tomb is empty and death has been defeated forever, let us also stand and declare with joy, God's steadfast love endures forever. Endures forever. This, beloved of God, is our walk-up song. This is our song of defiance, our song of victory, our song of spring. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we are a fickle people. We're quick to run to you when all is well, but prone to scatter, God, when there is opposition or things don't go our way. It's easy to join the crowd as you triumphantly enter into Jerusalem, into our lives, singing our joys and our expectations, dancing with hopes and dreams, thinking, as usual, that we know best how you'll bring about your kingdom in this world and in our lives. It is far more difficult, Lord, to stand by you 
as the crowd cries for your crucifixion and as things don't go as we thought they should. We find, God, that our very songs of Hosanna turn to songs of crucify him just like that first crowd so very easily. So Lord Jesus, forgive us for our weakness. Strengthen us for the journey ahead this holy week as we relive, God, your suffering and as we celebrate with you with hope and with joy. Give us the courage, God, to continue to shout our hosannas today and for every day and declare with all faithfulness that your steadfast love does indeed endure forever. Amen.